0: Guys, Welcome to the BOMS Podcast. This is episode 21. My name is Richie Marufo, and we're coming to you from Power of the Past here in El Paso, Texas. And sitting with me, we have Frank Luna and Gabe Fernandez. And they are here to talk about the church and what they have been doing here in the last year or so.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so, yeah. so welcome, I guys. moved back. Thank you.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, that's right. Um, nice.
2: So real quick, though, I was waiting until we were on air to tell All us. right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I heard your episodes. so I'm, I just came from San Diego. I've been gone for right 15 on. years. Right on. And then we're doing the church here, non-religious. Yeah. But I heard your episodes yesterday. The first one with, what was his name again? Daniel, Daniel. Rivera. And the second one with Val.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Those were fucking awesome. Yeah. They were amazing. Really good stuff. And you know a lot of shit too, musically. I I almost feel like I actually want to interview you in some way. <laughs> I learned so much from that first interview, especially with your um, guest, because he was really—you hear the uh, the long journey. Yeah, yeah, the journey know? of a
0: musician that that you hear so much of, and yeah, he's if you haven't checked it out, episode one is like he's the reason why I had him the first one on the episode because I as a, someone who knows him personally, he's been through a lot as a as a mm-hmm. musician and, and, and someone who wants to make it. Yeah. As a musician, as a creative, you know, which is sometimes a struggle. Because mm-hmm.
2: right. you guys were talking about a, 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 he was going to go record at a studio, but you know, you guys have limited time and you go to a yeah. studio. And you might like this game because just his preparation for it, to be prepared for that time because you have a limited amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just him being smart about it and also being really, really, really prepared for it, knowing the song structure, but still yeah. like having that moment where he could kind of freeform and. That sort of thing. It was a really yeah. awesome podcast. Awesome. Thanks, man. And, and you're a really good host. Uh, I was really impressed, honestly. So I was really excited. So I hope <laughs> we can <laughs> give some good education material. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. between the three of us, I think we've all had our
0: own experiences, which is enough knowledge in its own right. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah,
2: for sure. And
0: uh, No, I, I thank you. I really appreciate that. Honestly, uh, I'm still learning as I go along, trying not to yeah, talk are. too much. Right, right. <laughs> That's one of my impulses. I know. Well, oh, same here because
2: we do so much. Just like you yeah. said earlier, when we were talking. Yeah. Um, when someone asks you, "What do you do?" It's like, "Are you ready?" <laughs> Long Cause breath. Yeah. A lot of here shit. we go. <laughs> yeah. You ready now,
0: and that's great because I, I think there's so many people with uh, that spirit, enthusiasm of wanting to do something, mm-hmm. great You know, mm-hmm. finding meaning in what they're doing, and uh, you know whether it be their music or art or poetry mm-hmm. writing, you see it, and we manifest. It, and that's one of the things that. In the last... I mean, it's it's been here in El Paso, but now in El Paso, there's so many different places now, I think, that are offering to support that type of hunger or desire. Right, yeah.
2: Did you... Have you... You've lived here your whole life? Yeah. Yeah. Born Same here. You see, I felt forced out of El Paso. And a lot I don't of people want to feel that the, way. I don't... Yeah. I hate being yeah. a martyr of it. It's a very
0: <laughs> common sentiment, and I've heard... I've definitely heard that used before, too, the, the martyr of, of,
2: of it all. But it's it just... No one... I, I knew I wanted to do video. I knew I wanted to do film, music. Hmm. But then, you know, I noticed while teaching in San Diego that, you know, we tell kids you can be whatever you want when you grow up. Uh, you can be an astronaut, whatever. And then they hit junior high and then we put that box around. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, we told you you could be whatever you want. But there's actually right. five careers you can choose from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, then that's where kids just get like they don't, they don't know what to do, how to move. Oh. You know, I'm like, well, I, I wanted to be an artist or a lawyer, mm. whatever it is.
1: Yeah. You but really
2: that. focusing in on that and trying to let them be that now instead of that carrot after you graduate and then go to mm-hmm. get your master's and then yeah. you do the internship and then, and then what? And you know, what you can, can be doing now,
1: yeah. essentially. And now the because of the tools and stuff that we have – In this generation, like there are people making a living doing some insane creative work. I mean, like we were watching videos of these dudes who do like trick shots on YouTube.
0: Oh, uh, dude! Is it the dude Perfect? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and now they have this huge factory, all these sponsorships, and it's like you can literally make a living doing anything if you're willing to put in the work and develop a craft, and you're willing to to you know build a team and get help. Um, I I showed that to
2: him because. You know, we're doing our bits and pieces show, and that comes out every week. Which is great.
0: I used to check it out, find it on YouTube, mm-hmm. bits yeah. and pieces. Mm-hmm. And
2: so that's really just about the bits and pieces that yeah. flow through the church. There's yeah. no, I had to find the uh-huh. laziest way <laughs> to get content out. So, you know. I, I, noticed, I noticed that because, uh, you
0: know, we do content creation as well. I was like, right. that's kind of genius. You know, just even just the name, like, now you just throw little segments of what's yeah. going on, yeah, you know. Right? It skipped a which, storyboard. Which is beautiful, though, because yeah. in terms of storytelling, it just gives someone a snippet of what's going on. And, and, mm-hmm feeds the natural curiosity of oh what's going on i want to yeah. be part well, of that because yeah that's cool.
2: it because it's yeah. uh i mean like i don't have to tell a story really which is kind of nice you know so i'd have this little camera and just some people don't even know we're recording honestly right um, because everyone's just kind of hanging out at the church and uh next thing you know there's a camera there and then they're like oh <laughs> shit i was in the episode mm-hmm. yeah and Whoa. so it, it's a way for us to highlight even artists we try to get different musicians and mm-hmm. Uh, contribute to the score. I've seen a couple friends there, Jean Luc. I've seen him. Yeah, yeah. Jean Luc's amazing. Awesome, yeah. awesome keyboardist. Yeah. Yeah, and Jean Luc is amazing. Yeah. And you know, it's just those artists' mindsets. We see where he could be. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. exactly. And, and and that's where we get real. When we see an artist like Jean, like when he came in. I didn't hear him because we have a room where we're letting people just play music and we'll record it. It's great, by the way. And we're going to put that content out. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so different people can go and just make music and stuff. But I heard back the following day and there was someone singing. I was like, who, who is that? Oh, he brought Listina
1: with him, right? No, it was Jean no, Luc. It was
2: Jean Luc. Oh, Jean Luc is crazy. He's crazy. He's, amazing. Great singer, he's yes. an amazing musician. Yeah, he, yeah. he was singing, uh, he was covering crazy and just free form. I was like, oh my God.
0: Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he has so much uh, Oh, creative, like, flowing yeah oh yeah almost to the point where i think he has trouble focusing yeah it. yeah, yeah so we're, is, we're helping about that yeah exactly. yeah so
2: so when people come in like okay we want you to work on your creativity and stuff but yeah. you know we're trying to bring that more out of them kind of get out of your way um <laughs> and, and that was my problem too when i went yeah. to new york it's like i just felt like my creativity is awesome like someone's just going to pick me up and right right. but damn i need to learn how to do invoices i gotta charge an hourly <laughs> mm-hmm. rate yeah.
0: there's a there's a whole mechanism behind it and so mm-hmm. i guess before we go back in, into diving into the church let's let's take a step back and talk about that equation and, and how sure. even that
2: leads to you guys linking up yeah yeah sure. you know yeah i mean i think uh well the way we linked up was through a friend of Haza, he's an artist mm-hmm. um and with the church i don't like to force it down anyone's throat. So when sure. I, came here, uh, I came out here, I came out here. I got divorced my wife, and my dad had surgery, and I was kind of like, "Do I stay here?"
3: Yeah.
2: We had the church going in San Diego. And is it still there? Or did uh, you have- it got downsized to a music studio. So Real oh, okay. Jay Wallace, he's my partner over there. Right, you mentioned him. Before. Um, and he's in a lot of the church episodes. Uh, he's managing the the music studio, but right, cool. I wasn't really forcing the church here, okay. and going through like. Uh, my divorce and all that and trying to find the positive really quick there's always a positive there Mm
1: -hmm. so instead Mm
2: -hmm. of dwelling on that just appreciating the time i spent with my wife and everything she gave me Mm -hmm. and then how do you find the positive out of that and then i met him and then a lot of family and friends were telling me you should bring the church here like stay here and all that sort of thing and then uh actually an ex-girlfriend of mine actually connected me with the landlord. Okay. Um, and he kind of wanted to do something, but he didn't really have the time or how do you actually even start? So Small next thing you know, like, without without being bag. so desperate and not forcing it, things just kind of happen. And we, I did so much in San Diego with the church and people saw yeah. all those videos and everything. And so Gabe, like, I just told him what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And that's really what the church is. It's like a sandbox. It's like okay. when we move into that place in San Diego and here, we kept it empty. No internet, nothing. And so did El Paso want a place like this where we kind of build together, help Mm -hmm. artists, Mm -hmm. help anyone we can to elevate? No ego, whatever music you play, whatever art you like, just do quality stuff Yeah. and expand on it. And you're always in the middle. So there's someone I can help and there's someone that can help me. No matter how old you are, you could just learn to play an instrument for a week, that's still more than a guy who's just starting mm-hmm. to pick up that instrument. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Gabe, Gabe can tell you about sort of what made him just jump into this thing, the church, because he didn't have any skin in the game. And you said you you studied music, but yeah, so you... I've, uh,
1: go yeah, ahead, I've, su- I've studied music my whole life. <laughs> I started playing drums when I was about six years old. And um, I knew... I knew throughout my whole life I wanted to be involved with creative work, and it wasn't until I got maybe to the end of my senior year of college where I realized that like artists musicians, these people need a lot of help on yeah. the business side of things and i and I kind of just the more people that I met, the more that I realized this was an actual need and I always knew it was something I wanted to move into. Um, I work in music education, I teach students um, and when I met Frank and he explained what the church was, it just seemed like this perfect opportunity to make that impact And, and you know how rare it is to meet somebody who just like it just clicks you you see you see things in a similar way you have similar you know values and you have similar plans to build long term and so it was kind of bizarre like we met and it was like in the first conversation i knew like all right we need to do something <clears throat> special yeah, had 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 some well a little bit I, I, had already, I had already i had already healthy though i had yeah. already done my research i had already done my research because hazla who connected us had already told me a little bit about the church and so i had checked out the website and, and i saw that they were they were doing stuff they were already putting videos out and they already had people making music and so i knew he was i knew he was serious about it mm-hmm. um and it was in the the Conversations that followed, where I, I realized, okay, like this guy knows what he's talking about. He's he's been in New York for a long time, and he's he's done a huge, like a wide range of projects. Um, so this is someone that I can learn from, but someone that I can work with as a partner. And um, yeah, there were of course there's, there there were doubts, but you you know you work through those things and you you build together. Um, and I'm there's curious. all. There's, what
2: have you learned from about yourself from then to now? Yeah.
1: So something that I have learned is that you have to be very specific about what you're trying to do. So, you know, if a musician says, "Oh, I want to release an album." Okay. They don't realize that they've just given themselves 180 tasks of homework. You know, there's so much that goes into releasing an album or like and you know, people come to the church and they say, "Oh, well, you guys should have a, you know, have x, y, z whatever." Mm-hmm. And we're like, "Okay, well, let's let's build it." And and that's where you really find out how much thought people have put into these things. So, you have to be hyper-specific about what it is that you're trying to do. And you have to really map out what is step one, what is step two, mm. step three. And so a lot of the work that I do with clients is getting them from their big idea. Like, you know, we're, I'm working with a music therapist right now. Susan, she's, she's amazing. And she has all these ideas, things she wants to do. Great. But getting it to like, okay, what's the thing that we can do in 30 days? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that's, that's super powerful. It's kind of like the
0: concept of like aim small, miss small. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, in terms of your focus. Yeah. And, and,
1: and you're, you're, the way that you go about doing things has to be very measured and it has to be mm-hmm, very, mm-hmm. again, very precise, almost like it has to follow a timeline. And, and that's something that's really common in like tech startups. Mm-hmm. Um, when I had first graduated college, I, I worked on a tech startup with a, um, a friend of mine who's now in Los Angeles. And I learned a lot about running a company from that experience. Mm-hmm. A lot about like, you know, in the tech world, there's almost nothing left to chance every single decision is measured every single campaign is is all the analytics are gone through how many people did we reach how many people did we bring in how many people clicked on this thing and I think that if you can apply that same ideology to creative work Mm -hmm. that's that's like the sweet spot that's where you want to be so many artists are really good at the the creative stuff but not at the business stuff and so Frank has challenged me in the sense of like I need to learn. I need to I need to learn how to take all that and help creatives understand that too. And it's tough sometimes. It's tough like when when creative people hear that they need to to like learn business and they, they need to learn about budgeting and and it's sometimes it like you know they get like they win. But at you
0: it. have
2: to do it.
1: And but you have it, to it do is, it. Yeah.
0: It is essential. You know, I was just uh, today learning that um, prior to what we see, especially because of the circles we run in uh, America, the United States is actually. At the um, lowest point of like entrepreneurship,
1: wow! I mean, can you believe that? What? Wow! It's crazy. crazy. Wait, what?
0: Yeah. So in other words, uh, more companies die every week in the U.S. than are started. Oh yeah, means, I believe lot, that. So I believe that. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. But it not I, I think I also read recently too that self-employed is like rising like crazy. People who yes. are who are reporting on their taxes that they're self-employed mm-hmm. is raising, and that's good so, because so there's that missing step there, which is
2: well, it's okay. So have you heard of Seth Godin and the dip? no okay so Mm. there's there's this thing called the dip okay and anything you start you start a business or you start an album uh you want to start a film it's always fun in the beginning coming up with the logo and the name Mm -hmm. we're going to do all this stuff and
1: you (laughs) You play business yeah it's like playing house yeah Yeah. (laughs)
2: and then you do all that you build a website you have the logo the name this is what we're going to do and like oh shit we got bills to pay we got rent we got overhead and so you hit that dip Mm -hmm. and that dip is whether you quit or you're going to like climb that big hill. Yeah. Right. And right. so when he jumped on board, it, he gets, and this happens a lot in the church when people realize like I'm open to giving them the opportunity to build something and guide them along that way and however I can. And not that I know everything, I fuck up all the time, mm-hmm. but sharing my fuck ups with them too. And so uh, he, I was trying to get that fear in him, I wanted him to hit that dip him and, mm. and our other partner and some of our other people, like I wanted them to see the hill that we had to climb. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I remember I was at his apartment and I was trying everything I could. I was trying to say the right thing so I could get that <laughs> look of fear. I remember this too. I remember <laughs> and this. And finally I got it because he was just standing there with like a blank look on his face. I was like, all right, I'll see you later. And I left. And I was like, <laughs> I was like all right, fresh. he got it. And then oh, that's, done. And that's when I knew like, all right, is he going to really stick around with it? You know, because that's, that's a lot of fucking work. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and he stuck with it. And he's really good at those systems when I, I'm not. And mm-hmm. the interesting thing is, I think I'm at a point in my life where I my time and energy is like my power. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. want to waste time, energy doing anything I don't want to do. This guy is super fast, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And uh, I told you the note about Thirsty Dick. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about, oh, about yeah, that. Okay. Talk about so <laughs> uh Real Jay Wallace we were we we had uh really Real Jay Wallace is an amazing soul person if he was here 5 seconds you'd feel like you guys are brothers yeah he's that he's beautiful of those people and so he uh he's he's a rapper amazing lyricist community uh aggregator advocate and uh we put out some videos uh on the church in San Diego and there was a local there is there a Danny's music box here yeah still
1: uh, I'm not sure if it's still open, but uh, yeah, Danny's Music Box has been So there is a set.
2: local Danny's Music Box yeah, called okay. uh, Pitbull Audio in San Diego. And they wanted to sponsor us. They were, like, really eager to sponsor us. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we got all excited for the meeting. We go to their place, and we show up extra early. And we're ready. Like, we're just all hyped up, and we open the door, and it's locked. It's actually in <laughs> one of our videos. Oh. And then we felt really stupid, and Real J says, like, God, we're we're standing here like a bunch of thirsty dicks because we were just so excited oh. someone was listening to us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like yeah. being over-eager mm-hmm. kind of like is off-putting to people. Yeah. You know, like just being in that thirsty. And and the thing with us is that we care so much, right? And Gabe cares so much, especially when we meet someone and like, God, we could help you. Yeah. You know, yeah. we want to uh-huh, just man. latch on to them and like we're gonna do this, <laughs> this, 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 and this. Yeah. yeah. And um, and so it was it's a good balance because I'm way more I don't want to say chill because you're pretty. It's not that he's <laughs> crazy, but, you, but you're he wants
0: it, to make it happen in terms of focus and, and direction of where you want to go. He is right. fucking focused.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's
0: a very important thing to have.
1: But it's a good balance, I think, that we have yeah. because. Mm-hmm. And I told him this once. I was like, I feel like you don't, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> Somehow, <laughs> shit just gets done, and you know. But he works his ass off. He just, he yeah. just doesn't, he doesn't put Sometimes it in. Sometimes you don't see it yeah. too. Yeah. you know, yeah.
0: it just. It, it's like the little iceberg. Yeah. Well, we were talking about the, the Pareto principle too earlier. Right? Yeah,
1: like yeah, 20, yeah. So this, this really kind of fits all together really perfectly because, you know, off of what we were just talking about is we're so eager to put, we're so eager to show people like what we can do for them. Yeah. And like Frank said, it's sort of off-putting um, and you can waste a lot of gas just talking and talking and talking and talking yeah. and, and, you know, yeah. and, and what we've, what I've learned and I'm sure Frank has learned this through all his, all his experiences, but it's about the work. It's just about like, sometimes it's just about putting your head down and doing the work mm-hmm. and just consistently getting the work done. Yeah. And when people see that you're doing something and that you're doing something really well, the work will come to you, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and obviously there's a balance to that. It's, it's like, if you just create this thing, you can't assume that, you know, all these people are gonna come to it, but there's definitely a happy balance. And on the note on, of the Pareto principle, you have to be very selective about how you spend the time that you have on these projects so like we're talking about the you know if you want to release an album and you have 180 tasks well do you have to do all 180 of them or are there maybe only 90 of them that you can focus on? so you can spend you you can spend so much gas just trying to tell the story and chase people and and you can do all these things that are not necessarily important to begin with and you can give yourself the illusion that you're making progress when you're really not doing anything and that's dangerous. It's incredibly be- exhaustive. It's exhausting, yeah. man. And, and we see this all the time. And, and I think that's something that we're we're good at is we're good at helping people go from like, okay, I'm ready to make something to like step one, let's actually start working on it.
2: And going beyond that dip, like getting them to that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, This yeah. is the workload you're gonna have to do, Yeah. okay? And we're here to help.
1: And I've learned that it's, you have to get to that. You have to get to that dip and it sucks. It's painful, yeah. it sucks, it's scary. But you have to get that because that's where you find out if this is something that you really wanna do. And everybody's experienced it. I think everybody, whether you've gotten a college degree or started a business or whatever, you know, even if you're like into fitness, everyone's experienced that dip of like, oh, am I gonna go, am I gonna show up today and keep doing this? And I think if you can get past that, um, that says a lot about, about how much you're invested in what you're, what you're working on
0: on and there's there's a lot of um neuroscience backed by that you know about habit forming mm-hmm. absolutely I feel like the dip yeah. plays a part in that once you get past that you start to create those neural
2: pathways that yes you know, the other thing i learned that. to go on with what you're saying is the um like rituals instill discipline yeah. you know so mm-hmm. if you do go and get up to go to the gym I, I don't like going to the gym but actually i love taking a steam afterwards so that's okay. like my ritual right Something so if that. you have a ritual where you're enjoying that process of the thing that you kind of dread, but yeah. you have to do, mm-hmm. then it becomes a ritual, and then you you naturally become disciplined. Where you're taking on good habits, and yeah, and that's for me screwing up. Um, mm. <laughs> you know, from starting the church, I and leaving my business in New York, like I kind of lost my way with money. You know, it's because like I wasn't, I was in a new city, had to rebrand myself, starting the church, starting any business. Every penny earned goes right back into it, you know, mm-hmm. and it was just a lot to take in where I was doing everything until I started to really remember the books I read, Seth Godin, Tim Ferriss, all that stuff in the 2080. Right. Like, you know, I don't have to do everything. Let me focus on the stuff I'm good at, which is creative direction and video and all that sort of thing mm-hmm. right. and let, and trusting other people <clears throat> to do it. And Because I think as artists, we want school fucks kids up. And in film school too, where they they say like, okay, here's Quentin Tarantino, mm-hmm. um, and he did Reservoir Dogs, and then he got Pulp Fiction, and that blew up. Right. So artists feel like I got to do this masterpiece movie. That's what's going to change everything. But they didn't see all the shitty oh, little movies before, that he yeah, yeah, did. Right. Yeah, we yeah. see the the success. And so a lot of students think like they just got to do this one masterpiece, and so it's paralysis by analysis or trying to think of this ultimate thing and and especially with film like directing is hard and like in the sense in, in the practice way
3: mm-hmm.
2: in music i could pick up a guitar and just like practice while i watch tv you know yeah. just patterns or whatever but i can't pick up directing mm-hmm. like i can't just be at home like i'm way out of practice directing so then how do you actually practice that and, and so when i was teaching video production it was just having our my students just shoot 10 seconds. If you can tell a good story in 10 seconds, then mm. you can go on a little bit more and a little bit more. Okay. Um, but it's just those incremental things to yeah. where you yeah. get to the bigger
1: thing. Yeah, and like, you know, a lot of people, um, there's a lot of people, now that we live in the 21st century, there's a lot of people online that have blogs and YouTube channels and all sorts of stuff. I challenge anybody listening to this, go to whoever your favorite blogger or your favorite YouTuber is, mm-hmm. and go to the beginning of their content, oh, yes. when they first yes, started. Yeah. And well, you'll this is see, why um yeah it's it's not good you know and and it's 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 like sobering to see that because you see the the change in quality yeah they're playing the, the, the great longer. thing
2: that's why i showed them dude perfect the other day because okay. with we have 55 some videos on youtube okay that's over three years and that's taken a lot of fucking work uh-huh. <laughs> but then you have other youtubers who are like in their three thousand videos you know, there right?
1: was that one kid who, how old is he? And he had like.
2: Uh, Mick Jugger Nuggets. Uh, he, he made like $7,000 a day for That's a year. Crazy. and But I showed him Dude Perfect, right? Uh huh. And it's not about the content, but I showed him the first episode that they ever did. Uh-huh. They're in the backyard, shitty camera, no concept, nothing. They're just like throwing the basketball behind them mm-hmm. now and then i showed them their latest video and they're in a factory and they're branded and like yeah. even sponsorships their basketballs are branded with their thing yeah. and all that sort of stuff yeah. and it's it's that long journey it's the long that's game. after the day yeah. yeah that so you know people the church if it burns down today like we're still here we're still mm-hmm. going to be just building keep building yeah it's right just on. constantly building and we can build more Together, essentially, and that's why we kept it empty. Mm-hmm. And again, I didn't know if the church was going to work here. And luckily, we had an, an amazing uh, landlord, Jonathan Hernandez, and and he's also in a band. Who's I'm forgetting now. Polaroids. Oh, you know Jonathan? Wright? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Polaroids. Yeah. So he's um, yeah, that's what it, Polaroids. So yeah. he's comes from an artist perspective, but he also has a business, right. and so he sees that and. Uh, And so he let us experiment because I didn't know if El Paso wanted what we were doing and I wasn't trying to force what worked over there because what we had there, we had like two clothing shops and we had a vinyl shop and Mm -hmm. um, uh, we had a gallery and, and a music studio. But I can't really force that here. No one wants it. Turns out there's a lot of awesome music people here. It turns out that El Paso wanted something like yeah. the there's, church.
0: You know, it sounds like there's a shift. One of the things I wanted to ask you is, is you initially left, which is a lot of people uh, who, who do that feel like they have to go mm-hmm. pursue. And so this time around, what had you, like, what spirit had you stick around when you came back? You, know, you mentioned that other life circumstances brought you back mm-hmm. into El Paso, but then you stuck around, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and then so you've noticed a little bit of that change mm-hmm. in the culture. Mm-hmm. Because of people wanting to,
2: right? Well, there's oh yeah. So it's a you know it's finding the positive. Uh-huh. There is this thing that really stuck with me. Um, it's it's in this book called E squared. And when you get a new car, the first thing you realize, oh shit, everyone has the same car,
0: mm-hmm. right? It's like what you pay attention to, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: And, and but all before you bought your car, like your answer was driving by you every day. Right. You didn't notice it until you're kind of forced to notice it because you got your car. And so basically everything we want is actually right here. And I was I felt forced to leave because everyone was telling me I couldn't make a living. And oh, you have to live in New York. Your dad needs to be Steven Spielberg. And you should have been born in L.A. like, you know, be a lawyer, be a doctor, just deal with it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And instead, I should have just realized like El Paso is a sandbox. We really haven't made our name fully. You think Austin now? there's music mm-hmm. you've never been to new york but i'm sure you know enough about new york i've been to new york yeah. oh okay yeah. so but even before you went to new york mm-hmm. you know enough about it just from yeah. film music
4: yeah. mm-hmm. because
2: what Not do they culture. do they just put themselves out there that's all they did mm-hmm. and so el paso still needs to do more of that where i mean we were talking about quentin tarantino and kill bill yeah. el paso's in there but that's, that representation is totally, oh, yeah. exactly. yes. totally bogus. Right, but... and So what are we doing about it? We're letting yeah. other people dictate what we are yeah. when we need to just. Mm-hmm. And that's the purpose of the church and bits and pieces is like, let's show every type of musician, mm-hmm. every type of artist, and just start getting them out there and, and right. pushing them out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if I answered your question.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I believe so even yeah. just in the enthusiastic nature of your answer
1: but it, it is changing like yeah. being someone who was you know born in El Paso and I've been here my whole life I've seen a lot of change a lot of transition mm-hmm. and growing up a lot of my friends were like I hate El Paso I can't wait to leave El Paso yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah and and after a while you sort of just like it you just sort of like ignore it you're like whatever I guess that's just how the city is but I think in the last couple of years I was like the last five years I, I've seen so many interesting projects pop up like waste Oasis opening downtown. It's this tech co work space, and they're trying to help all these tech companies get started here in El Paso. You know, um, things like Glassbox are—they still have their doors open. Yeah. You know, you guys popped up. The church is popping up. There are bands that are starting to do things on a really big level here. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And like Frank was talking about, we have to like support those people to keep doing that because otherwise, people who don't know our, our culture, they don't know El Paso. They're going to be defining it for us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we have to. Not just consume culture, but produce it.
1: Yep. You yep. Know, which, absolutely.
0: You know, but nowadays with uh, phones in all our hands, you know, with
3: mm-hmm.
0: accessibility to all sorts of media, right? Mm-hmm, it's important yeah. that we're creating our own, and I I stress that to my students all the time.
2: Yeah. Like, what are your stories? What do you? Mm-hmm. It's important too. What do you learn about your students here? What, what in, in the sense here? like, is is there a student that sticks out? Is there, what do you see in sort of? From you being in school, do you see a lot of yourself in them? Or?
0: Sometimes, you know, uh, at EPCC, where I'm, I'm primarily at, you know, uh, it's a lot of people, I think, still trying to figure it out. So in that way, I do see a lot of myself in, in, in some of them. Um, you know, there's, I think there's a, a scale to it, right? You talked about how how school kind of fucks people up, so to mm-hmm. speak. A lot of people are there because they don't know what right, to do. right. You know, and, and I think they're just told that's what they have to do and it's not, well, that, it's that not goes goes for back, everyone that goes it's back
2: to I don't know which episode you saw bits and pieces but what happens at the church a lot Uh huh. there'll be someone coming yeah. in and I'll be like okay so what do you do and they're like well I'm a nurse and they're really passionate about it yeah I'm a mm-hmm. nurse and mm-hmm. I'm going to start I need your help doing videos to get you know mm-hmm. I want to start giving tips and helping people
3: mm-hmm.
2: I'm like okay cool that's awesome then you meet someone else and you know so you know what are you studying? Uh, I want to be a nurse. Why do you want to be a nurse? Well, th- everyone's going to tell me that's kind of what I should do and I really don't want to do it. Yeah. And then then you ask them, and so, you know, they they say they're a nurse and they talk about it for 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then you ask them, well, what do you like to do? Well, I, I want to do video <laughs> and stuff. And then they talk about that for 20 <sighs> minutes. Which just yeah. blows up. Man. Right? But they feel like they have to go through this system and push what they really love aside. Yeah. And that's... Which That's is the heart- the heartbreaking aspect of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's tough, man. Um, <clears throat>
2: but then they'll—they'll they'll go through that career and then just want to leave it and say, "I should have been doing what I really wanted to do." You know, hmm. ten ten years later. So, we get a lot of those people who just come in and say, "That you know that very thing." There There's another kid who came in. And I said, "All right, so what are you studying at UTEP? Oh, I'm an occupational therapist. Uh, uh, you, so you can make six digits out hmm. of college or whatever." <laughs> And then so he started hanging around at the church and then he came to me later and he's pretty much said, you know, I kind of give you the generic answer. What I really want to be is a graphic designer. I don't know where to learn it. I don't know the first step about doing it. I also am interested in music, but I've only messed with a drum machine. And, you know, it it sucks that he's used to giving this scripted Mm -hmm. answer to people when they ask. And, And that's where I hope, you know, if someone leaves El Paso, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And but, hopefully you leave with. Hopefully we can help people not leave, where they're forced out. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you can go explore the world, and you mm-hmm. can also come back because there's a shitload of opportunity in El Paso, and it's it's amazing how much there is. I, and
0: I think one of the points is yes, travel because you get so much from that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. yeah. experiencing the world, different cultures. But I, I guess with more of what you're saying is like we don't want people to feel like this is a desert like that you know Kill Bill like it's not mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. dusty old we can create so we can make yeah. it happen and build the systems to make that happen and
2: in many ways it's I don't want to say it's easier but going to New York and when I first applied for my first editing job yeah. and the secretary told me uh, yeah I was like so how many people have applied you know 80 people i like oh my god 80 editors so I had to find a way to stick out amongst those 80 editors um, and actually did get that job yeah um, because I used El Paso as like a way to give me value, you know, okay. because I told him like, I did everything on my own. I self taught myself everything in El Paso. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that helped me get that job. And even when I saw the stack of resumes, I didn't give her my resume. I left uh-huh. and I went and I made a folder. I made a DVD. I branded myself. <laughs> I came back <clears> the <throat> next day and I gave her this folder with a DVD, <throat> the business card, like everything branded the DVD menu, everything. Yeah. And so you put my stack on a stack of 80, stands out. and it stands out. And uh, and so, yeah, but my point was really th- there's so much to do here, so much yeah. opportunity of, of you just doing whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. And you go to a mm-hmm. bigger market, it's just you're just desperately trying to get someone's attention. Yeah,
1: the competition's right. higher. Wow. It's like Haza says all the time, like uh, the grass isn't greener. On the other side, it's greener where you water it. You know, mm-hmm. like you can do all those things here. I like I like to take
3: on that. Yeah. You know, that does, yeah.
1: <laughs> cool. And and so your your um
0: foray into the business side of things. You said yeah. you, you did you study commercial music or how, how did? No, you actually, dance? I
1: studied. Um, yeah, so I studied music education, um, yeah. and I teach music see, now in Socorro you know, District. District. Yeah. yeah, and so i taught private students like for ten years now, I think, mm-hmm. and then I teach my own students. I have my own, uh, school where I teach at. Um but the business side, you know, when I was in like I talked about this earlier, but when I was a senior in college, I started to have a lot of friends who were starting bands and they were starting like um production companies and they were trying all these creative projects, but they were all failing. Or like six or eight, nine months later they were not they weren't doing it anymore. They were onto something else. Yeah. And I started to notice this trend and it's like what's what's going on? What are we what are we missing? You know, and um I got really interested in business because I saw the power of um, technology, like all these companies that are in Silicon Valley that are making amazing things happen with like a single app. I got really turned on to the idea that technology can be tremendously powerful in solving real problems. And I love the ideology of a lot of these founders, which is it's very methodical. It's extremely methodical. Nothing's left to chance. And the way that I learn and teach my students is very methodical. Every piece is broken down, you know, there's nothing left to question. There's no space for my a, a student to be confused about something because you have to define, like if I'm teaching a kid how to play a, a stroke on a drum, mm-hmm. that kid knows how to hold the stick, knows how to lift the stick, knows how to come down, knows how the rebound works, he knows how all the fingers on his hand work. Yeah. And so it's like applying that same ideology to business, but also to the arts, to creative stuff. If you can bring those two things together, mm-hmm. um, then you have something to work with. And, you know, I've talked to a lot of creatives about this. Like I was on Twitter the other day. To, I had a conversation with somebody and they were talking about how they were trying to release an album. And I said something about like, well, you, you know, you should probably consider partnering with with somebody who can do your recording for you and partnering somebody with who knows social media. And they were just immediately turned off to the idea, you right. know. And I'm, and I'm thinking like, that's so terrible because, you know, really successful companies, when they run into a problem that they don't know how to solve themselves, they get help. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not afraid of that. It's not an ego thing. It's not like I need to know everything, you know Um, Nobody knows everything and I think if you can reach out when you need to you're gonna be much better off in the long term You know, it's it's always seeing the long term the long horizon asking for help when you need it um, But most importantly is just being very methodical about how you how you craft your projects how you release your projects Um, That's kind of how I got into into bringing those two things together.
0: And your your study on, on the business side of things is that self Um
1: yeah, I, I don't have any formal business okay. training. I I, okay. I read like an insane amount of books. I think I read something like four hundred books. And
0: the information's out there.
1: It's all out the there, dude. You have- like you can you can get your own MBA. Like <laughs> you just <laughs> interview the right people. I had a podcast for um, I think I did just twelve episodes. I challenged myself to do twelve episodes and I tried to interview people who I thought could teach me a lot about these things. Okay. Um, and so really it was just like creating my own education instead of going, I was so disappointed in, in a lot of my undergrad classes or even like now I'm in grad school. And, and sometimes I'm like, a lot of this stuff I'm not gonna be able to apply immediately. You know? So I thought I need to go out and make my own education. So what books am I gonna read? What resources am I gonna use? Who am I gonna talk to? How am I gonna craft this educational experience? And so I learned as much as I can. You should talk to
2: him about Sebastian. Because he had that same um, thing, reading a bunch of books.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have a really good friend. His name's Sebastian Castaneda. He published his first book, I think, um, a couple of years ago, I think maybe two years ago. Okay. And so, yeah, this same story. This kid didn't want to go to college. And, you know, all his family was trying to get him to go to college. Like, you need to go to college. You need to go to college. And, and I get it. You know, we, we push that on kids because it is a safe move to make. But yeah. he knew he didn't want to do it. And so he was kind of stuck between, like, I want to write a book and I wanna learn about business, but I don't know anything about it and I don't wanna to go to college, so what do you do? Right? Mm-hmm. And so he did the same, pretty much the same thing that I did is he just, he just bought stacks and stacks and stacks of books and he spent the time really learning the stuff and then picking projects where he could immediately apply these ideas. You know, It's not enough to just go read all this stuff, you need to yeah. go apply it somewhere. Right. E- even, if, like, even if your projects don't make it, like, the fact is that you're learning you're trying things. Even if it fails, you got to figure out what happened. What did you do wrong? How can you make a better decision in the mm-hmm. future? But Sebastian's a perfect example of that because now he runs like three or four businesses. And this guy's like 26 years old and he's, he's doing really well. I think he works like maybe 12 hours a week. His
2: book, yeah. I think I'm going to get this
1: wrong. He dated. There's you know like how many? 72 women or something like that. <laughs> that was his. I research. had 45. 45, right? maybe a 7. 45 wow. women in 10, in 10 months. 10 months, yeah.
2: And so he, that's and, and that's a good thing about doing a um, uh, an experiment uh-huh. and, mm-hmm. and collecting that data. Because that's essentially what the church was was an experiment. Mm-hmm. Who who really wants to like jump in and build something? We all talk about everything can be better, and why aren't people doing this? Let's let's jump in and do it. And so he went through that experiment, and then he documented the book. Is Amazing because he comes from a business background. I think he was in insurance or real estate. Right? Real estate. I think it was real estate. And he approached dating like he did in business. And it's a really good book. It's not a, it's, I actually think a lot of high school students can, can get to it. What's it called? It's the Lady the, Manifesto. The,
1: uh, I think the book is called The Attraction Blueprint. So what's The Lady Manifest? It's like his overall brand that he has. Uh, the so yeah. it was The Attraction The attraction Blueprint. Blueprint. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a
2: really good book, actually. And yeah. I guess being single now, it kind of helped <laughs> out, out with that too.
1: But just just the, the power of like, all the information is out there. Yeah. Everything that you need to, like in terms of skills or like the things you need to learn how to do or know, yeah. it's all out there. It's just a matter of like, are you willing to try to do something Get to that dip and get past it and keep working. Yeah. So
2: you're, you're 30, yeah. 30, right? Yeah. And you're 26, 26. And I'm 40. Right. So I would say around the churches, and especially recently, especially in El Paso, this, of living in New York and San Diego where there's all this opportunity.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Coming back here, I got the best job I've ever had. I, I'm a creative director with PBS. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily, my boss, like it's the perfect boss she gives me trust she gives me freedom she wants me to fuck shit up essentially and that was in our first meeting like come in here and just fuck everything up and and to get paid to do it you know and to have that trust and but i'm 40 it took me all that time you know and Mm -hmm. learning my my money mistakes and every little mistake i made but if 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 i can get help the younger kid to get to that point when he's 20, 25, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a hard time in high school. I felt like a loser. I had a crush on probably every single girl. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I think there's some things in high school that, that I think are, are missing. And Sebastian's book, I think, touches on that. Like, uh, we need to teach money management, um, mm-hmm. self awareness, mm-hmm. relationship building from mom to kid. From a child to your parents, to your friends, to your teachers. Yeah. And, and you know, the long term of building those relationships. Um, naturally, thankfully, I think I've built some decent relationships my whole life and coming back here and all these people are starting to help me with the church. It's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. But um, you know, those are just some things I think that are missing in high school.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm and and we've talked about this too but um i think one of the most important things that people who are trying to learn how to do something the most important thing that you can do is just surround yourself with people who are just doing stuff yeah you know that's why it's stuff like that's
0: why i love working here at part of the past you know yep. there's so much going on and we mm-hmm. have artists coming through and, and, you, and you see our our friend adrian here. yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah you guys are doing stylists, a lot. you know and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they, it's awesome they come through and, and they they're just amazed by all the artwork there. Those, vi- those visionaries you know yeah. set up and Oh, it just it, it feeds
1: you absolutely man. Network. absolutely
2: and so yeah. yeah, we all have it. we all have yeah. what that was my point about the uh you know when you get a car and then you see it everywhere yeah, we have what we need, you know, um absolutely. even when we shoot bits and pieces I, I want to have all the fancy lights and cameras and all that sort of thing, but <sighs> you know I have enough to I can do enough on an iPhone mm-hmm. you know to to show that i I have some sort of creativity. And i'm glad i did that because when i first started the videos you know a lot of people would tell me well you're in your video you have gopro and then you have an iphone footage and then you're using a really nice camera you shouldn't do that and and i kind of know that i was like but we gotta get content out yeah and thankfully i did all that because it shows you can i i almost wanted to prove to them like let's look what we can do with very little and that's what the church was and we want to be grassroots but we don't want to stay grassroots like let's build from nothing Mm -hmm. and and expand and i learned that from uh howard stern when he started he strategically wanted to go to small markets like smaller than las cruces or something where there was no listeners yeah i should be able to get all those people to listen to me before i can take on new york or something and he just went to those small markets cuz there was nothing there and he could just kind of just do what he wanted. And that's where we're at in Bar- in uh, by Lincoln Park. That's right. where we're located and it's an industrial neighborhood. Mm-hmm. There's nothing on there. And the church started in Barrio Logan in San Diego, which is parallel to where we're at. There's a uh, chicano park there Mm -hmm. there's a lincoln park here Mm -hmm. i mean even what an interesting parallel that is visually too and it was an industrial neighborhood there but the difference is that a lot of the artists in the 70s in barrio logan uh they fought the government so they wouldn't install a railroad to their neighborhood and so art was a really powerful thing in barrio logan so we went there um and we had some some kickback too, Uh, you know a lot of uh, everyone wanted us to honor the chicano movement and they wanted us to do art for that okay um and it's not that i was against it but i wanted to bring we wanted to bring different subcultures like bring all those subcultures are great you listen to hip-hop but you should listen to this heavy metal band and Mm -hmm. what have you guys actually made music together what would that sound like
3: um
2: and so and, and we were one of the first ones on that block. There was other places that had popped up. I'm forgetting the names, but uh, but a majority of the businesses on that block are run by the neighborhood, okay. by the generation of people. That's amazing. Yeah. And it, it didn't fully get gentrified. Yeah. Um, that's really important. When uh, well, you know, you see a lot of progress, right? I mean, you know,
0: yeah. it's important to include look the community right yeah and that's what we
2: want to do here too i i I think in a accidental way we figured out the art of non non non-gentrifying okay right and it's it's really just opening your doors so when Mm -hmm. we went there Mm -hmm. you know the community was already very guarded because like we fought against the government so we're protective on who comes in okay so i was like for sure i'm not going to put any uh i'm not going to dictate anything I'm really gonna to listen to them, so I put a couch in the front of their space, and people would come up, and they would just say, "So, what are you building here?" And they all thought there was some. I heard some rumors uh, through friends of mine. They they thought I was some Jewish rich guy from New York. Hmm. It's me. interesting.
0: It's interesting how uh, those always get started, huh? Yeah, I'm Hispanic.
2: I guess I could look a little Jewish, but um, but you know, some so they're protective word. of it. Hmm. And so when they would say, "Well, what are you gonna do here?" in a very like you better say the right answer kind of way, I would just say, well, what, I don't know. What do you think we should do? And then that they're taken back. What do you mean? You're asking me. Uh And I said, yeah, what do you think this neighborhood needs? And then it's a good place to start. And then I would give them a key with whatever they said. Well, we need a gallery. We need a music. You should do this. I go, here's a key. I'll help you. As much energy as you put into it, I'm trusting you. And then the community started to have this emotional connection with the church. Um, and the way we made money there was I, I just did a lot of video production that helped me kind of stay above water sure um but the space itself was kind of hard to make money and that's what we learned kind of the hard way okay. but the good thing is is we had people coming in people wanting to come and, and just like you uh, described here mm-hmm. there was just people there wanting to help each other a barber mm-hmm. to a vinyl shop guy to a musician we're all building and i think if we and, and i think the good thing Gabe is here too is, all right, you're, you're a barber, but how are we going to elevate you like mm-hmm. to get your own shop? Yeah. And what are those money management techniques and strategies and marketing strategies? We can help you to get there. Yeah. Um, sorry, I went off on a tangent on that. right
1: No, but it's important. It's important. It's like returning the power back to the people. <clears throat> yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. So, Oh no, but here we did the same thing. We just opened the door to the community. Next thing you know, people brought furniture, mm. uh, my dad's like helping repurpose some furniture. Another friend of ours, his dad's helping and like people want it here.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And so, you know, it's always open doors and like you should stop by this Saturday. We hang out, so we hang out every Saturday, two to 12. Okay. should probably dress a little warm. We're still getting our heating and yeah. air conditioning in, in place, <laughs> but uh, it, it's not an event. We just, you'll see us sweeping, you'll see us yeah. sanding furniture, we'll, we'll be in a meeting. We're always shooting bits and pieces there. You probably will not even know you're being shot because it's <laughs> right. pretty sly about it. <laughs> which, is, which is some great candid work, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think people just want to see each other. Let's hear the music and the art, but there's someone really grinding. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. You
2: know, um, we, we talk, people should listen to Jean-Luc. What's oh, his name? Jean-Luc Thomas. Thomas. You see, like, that's, that's an important thing because without... The church or places like this, I would have never heard about it.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Right? And it's and, and so that's what we need to really keep an ear out for mm-hmm. and see how we can help.
1: hmm Because you know, there's the city is full of mm-hmm. this city is full of amazing talented people. Oh, I know. And it. they're just stuck. Yeah. They feel paralyzed. Like, I don't know how to do an album. I don't know how to record. I don't know how to ma- and so they're just like making this amazing music and no one's hearing it or they're they're making all this amazing art and they don't know how to get it out to people that' that's, that's why this kind of work is so 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 important
0: yeah you know and and uh, you know to me this that's what this podcast is all about as well um, you know, at the open mic you know yeah. I run those open mic nights yeah, and yeah. people come to John Luke goes and plays you know and he, he goes through and, and when he's ready he, he shares his music and mm-hmm. everyone's blown away uh, it's it's taking that you know getting a, you know that's the cool thing about the open mic as well is that it's kind of like a little foot in the door,
3: mm-hmm.
0: but it's a great experience for a lot of people that people realize oh mm-hmm. I like this I'm gonna yep. pursue it. Right, a lot yeah. of bands have started there and and from there you know we we're talking about the importance of networking. You know now because of that you know we've linked up with all sorts of music studios as well mm-hmm. and uh, led to doing the TV show on PBS. Mm-hmm. You know three or six sessions and. Me wanting to start just getting it all out there yeah. like creating content producing your yeah. own stories your own content um you guys should check out an open mic sometime as well yeah, yeah for sure definitely, like, uh, definitely. It's, it's just a great way I, I call it to tap into the underground pulse yeah. of like yeah. the artists and musicians. i'm so
2: bad man i i don't like to go out but i need to <laughs> I'm getting force i'm getting myself like, like, <laughs> i don't even honestly i don't even want to be at the church i, I need to be editing still- and but <clears throat> But yeah, I need to get force myself out there because there's a different energy than when I was here younger, you mm-hmm. know? And I think part of me still maybe has that stigma a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was young, everyone's like, there's nothing in El Paso. Right. And then I get together with my friends, uh, like Justin, Bobby, there's so many of these people and we're like, all right, let's do our show then. Let's do it. And then everyone wants VIP access. Well, they don't want to mm-hmm. pay for it, or it's too expensive. Like right, Jesus yeah. Christ, we yeah. did this, we complain about it, and you don't want to pay for it. Yeah. But now yeah. I think it's it's, it's definitely changed. It's changed. a lot different. And there's no like, I mean, competition is for housewives and little girls. It's yeah, it's mm. stupid. Right. And you know, your space is like ours, and, and like glass, and glass box. box and, and and Austin came to the church, and I mean, he was so. Again, no ego. He saw yeah. we had no ego. And we yeah. just like, He's awesome. yeah, we're on the same that, page. That is a crucial component
0: moving forward. Yeah. yeah. Being able to, to maneuver that, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah.
2: artists know. do have... I try to strip that yeah. immediately when people come in. They come in with their crew. And, and, <laughs> entourage, yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, like I'm the shit, whatever, and my music's the best. And like, all right, great, so... You know, are you making a living? Oh, well, I'm working at Domino's or something like that, and right? And I was like, Well, let's we can actually help you. You know, you came in here thinking you're all the shit, but you know, there's a lot of help <laughs> you can actually get. Yeah. And once you remove that ego, yeah, then we can talk, have a One real conversation, real mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then there's a partnership there, you yes. know, at, at some point. And so, um, yeah, and, and that's why I actually was up late listening to your podcast, like because it was that. I was learning, so I was writing down stuff that you guys were talking about, like YouTubing it and, and everything. And um, God, I wish I knew. Oh, I wrote it down. There is this guitar. You guys were talking about. Um, there's this guitar that has these strings that go across it. I've never seen that before. Huh. But I, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> let, let me take this note. I know this is probably boring right now. <clears throat> uh, there is. Was it Dave? Brubeck?
1: Dave Roubeck, Dave Brubeck.
2: Yeah. So he was a guitarist for Jimi Hendrix. No,
1: Brubeck is a, a pianist. pianist. Oh no, John
0: McLaughlin. Oh McLaughlin. Oh yes, yes. You're about the world music. You yes, with the sitar. So what was that? And so
2: yeah, but the, so he was playing. I, I YouTubed it. Okay. And it was. It looked like a guitar. He was playing uh-huh. like a guitar, but there was these strings that went diagonal on it, and he would just hit it. And it was like a chord hit, but he didn't even touch the strings. He just like. That's right, yeah. Uh,
0: do you know what that instrument was? Um, I've sh- never seen that, that sound sounds, yeah but It was, it, it, was, was it? Did it have like a, like a ball and then it had no? like a... Okay, that's a different one. I'm thinking of. On your own, you yeah. should check it out. Yeah, maybe I'll send you a link. I have link. to look but it, but I, I wanted to ask you that. Was it Shakti? Did you look
2: that up? Like It was. Because that's the collaboration. Yes, it. Shakti is what it was. It was okay. him and then there was like some other guys <clears throat> playing stuff. I have to, I have to watch but that what his guitar together. was... It was it was an awesome
0: thing. And that's very experimental, and, and that's what we love. Yeah, proud. definitely.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like podcasts like yours, like just like because the uh, the gentleman that was on your first podcast, I mean, you know, when he was talking about the patience, mm-hmm. you know, when he's going in the studio and, and all that sort of thing. Yeah. There's there's so much that the youth can learn from people here, yeah. like like Val, um, like you, like like him. Mm-hmm. That they should, we should kind of find that way to connect people. And that's what we're mm-hmm. kind of hoping with the church. There's some really, you know, you're always in the middle somehow, you know.
0: Um, you know, uh, if I can put it uh, in a way, you know, you talk about bits and pieces. It, that's really what the network is. It's, it's like not just bits and pieces, but like a puzzle coming mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. little by little and find what works. And that's something I always took joy in, is is being able to, if I don't know, like linking someone up to someone who does mm-hmm. you know like oh i want to learn this oh yeah meet my friend you know he does film here check it out yeah and i think that's the goal he said you know being willing to to get help definitely not. Your ego we build together, man build together man and,
2: and, yeah yeah cuz we don't know i mean i didn't know anything about building a space <coughs> like right Plumbing and electrical. I'll just throw people so on things. The, yeah. oh, yeah. the
1: unglamorous things. Yeah. Right. You should build this at the church. Like, okay, thank, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll look We're into just it. trying to keep this <laughs> toilet paper stocked. You know, like that's yeah. a challenge on its own. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's
2: all these little details that are just not the glamorous part. <laughs> the glamorous part. Yeah. So check our Google searches. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the other day I was
0: just looking in, looking at a DIY install. Um, Sounds sound
3: mm-hmm. Oh yeah yeah
0: yeah. People we'll do that you now? Yep. we yep. got our, our buddy here, Goober, who, you know, uh, is one of the most visionaries, and he's he's been doing a lot of great work helping us out. So, who did yeah. all these walls here? Uh, Goober painted this wall right here. Damn. And, uh, That's a lot of work. Cos- cosmic. That is you know? a lot of work. He also painted our, our writer's room, which you guys are in right now with, with Valentin and, oh, okay. and Roman. Cool. Um, so, we, so how know, many like people that. are here? <clears throat> it's a good question. It's a, it's a good uh, number of us. So, I mentioned uh, Adrian. Joshua Wolf, he's, you know, his hairstylist, he's so much more than that, but he always, he's always taking in clients, mm-hmm. doing the hair, cutting the hair.
1: And, and he uh, does that here? He does that
0: here. Oh, yeah. wow. it's amazing. Is, we awesome. can go check his spot. Yeah. I just saw after this. right now.
2: You walked right by um, I don't
1: think you know. I was just looking at everything yeah. else. So. Yeah.
0: We have our, our friend Enoch, who's a producer, who's a DJ yeah. uh, okay. out of LA, and he's always in here making beats. And that's great. Why uh, is he
2: here in El Paso? Uh,
0: well, I think he, is his mom lives here,
2: right? I think he's he's been here before, so he's. We we talked to him. Uh, we he, met him at an event air at shit. <laughs> air, air, uh, Oasis, and she came here because of El Paso.
1: Yeah, she, it was one of the. People it shocked me, me so much. She was like, I I think her words were like, El Paso is the final frontier. You know? Wow. She and so I was like,
2: what? I, you know, you don't hear people <clears throat> say that. And often. growing up here, I mean, you only met military people who were like, ah, I had to come
1: here. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Even yeah.
2: when I would tell people in New York and or whoever that didn't mm-hmm. live here. And I would tell them about, yeah, I'm from El Paso. And they're like, oh, like, I'm sorry. It's or, or you know, oh, I drove through there once. Or <clears throat> nothing, you know, just, th- there's nothing they can connect to. You know, yeah, kind of sad.
0: I think uh, I was with my family. and we were, we were in New York. And someone asked us if we still rode horses and stuff. I, so, oh, wow. T- t- I was yeah. just telling them that the other
2: day. Yeah. I went to go visit family in Denver when I was, like, 15 or something. And they are like, your clothes are clean. I mean, we're gonna take you to the mall and like oh, wow buy you some Nikes, like where are your cowboy boots? Like why isn't your car all muddy? You have like a your car's kinda of clean. That's so interesting. That, so you guys have robes, you there? know? Like
0: yes, yeah, we have real roads. But, but what I don't I don't know, that's that's an interesting thing to look into, you know. But
2: um But that's what we can change. We gotta try to yeah. be our yeah. own Austin or New York or
0: El Paso. You know, mm-hmm. it's mentioning. You know, you're talking about the the frontier, um, the man behind the power of the past, Don Shapiro. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know about him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I well,
2: I learned a lot mm-hmm. through the podcast. Okay, Valentine's you know. episode, we
0: talked yeah. a little bit about mm-hmm. that. You know, and we're working on his book, his his uh, biography, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things. He he came here from the Bronx, and he saw you know El Paso, the border, as like Staten Staten Island in
1: mm-hmm. the Southwest. You know, mm-hmm. you
0: have. Mexico, and you just have so much culture booming, and he saw it as an opportunity to create his business, and uh, now we're here, doing the same thing. How long has he been here? here. Oh, he's been here since uh, the late sixties. Sixties. Oh, he's a traveling salesman.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. He just he called Paso home. And you see that that's an interesting thing because being back, I met a lot of people who are coming here, and a lot of business people, right? And that's awesome. And I'm not knocking any of that, but. Uh Are we really just going to, like, that should tell us something. People are seeing the value in what we're doing here. And are we just, like, just going to let everyone just come build on top of us? Right. Or are we going to, like, build something?
0: Which is why I think I'm seeing a lot more movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, for in, sure. In, yeah. in that,
0: like, uh, maybe a sense of urgency, I don't know. But realizing that we do have something here and let's not...
1: Yeah, let's don't, don't squander it, yeah.
0: yeah.
2: When you, so I've been gone 15 years. Is there something that you guys noticed that was a shift in in that or was it really slow I keep that, so. it's alright a shift
0: I don't know um. <clears throat> well one, one criticism I've heard like from older generations was the whole crab in the bucket syndrome what's that mm. That's, uh, I guess the idea is that if someone starts to be success and you think of crabs in a bucket they you know, one starts to crawl out the other start pulling it down mm. you know and it's, oh, just, really? it's just this mentality of like you know you can't enjoy other people's successes which I think is, is very dangerous.
2: right? Yeah. And I
0: guess that's something that people have experienced. I don't know why that is, maybe because there's still kind of a space and movement for something, success to happen. Mm-hmm. But I, I more so, I think I've, I've noticed more people working together, collaborating, filmmakers, creators. Right. Yeah. I think people are way more open to that. And I, I haven't experienced that as much. Yeah. That's good. So and has been, me, that's one little How about shift. when you were younger though? You know, when I was younger, I, I wasn't really tapped into it as much. You know, you're talking about what we perceive.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It just wasn't a world I, I knew about, yeah, you know, I never yeah. thought
2: about. So when you guys graduated high school, you just were always into drumming, right?
1: Yeah, music and drumming. and I mean, my original plan was to audition for a conservatory and go study that. Oh, wow, you're okay. telling me that. Yeah, like I, my original plan was to go take, um, It was the, it was still like the choose me mentality. I wanted yeah. to go to Juilliard or, okay. you know, Eastman and take orchestral auditions and win a job, you know? And it's sort of like what you were talking about earlier with the, you know, the applications. It's like, you're gonna go take 50 auditions all over the world and maybe win one of them and you're gonna get paid $25,000 a year to play cymbals in the, you know, some symphony. And I just thought yeah. like, that's not gonna work for me. <laughs> like, that's not, you know? So I was sort of faced with this weird, mm. like decision. Like, what, what do I do now? Do, do I just keep teaching forever, which is really rewarding, or do I have more to give? But coming back to your question, I think, I think the the shift is actually global. I think it's it's the internet. Right. It's, it's sure. And and now that we have things like YouTube, where you know we, you, we but you know, like eighty years ago, um, there was no television. There was you no. You the major uh, yeah, networks. Yeah. Or even just that. twenty years ago, you had to yeah. you had to listen to what was on the, yeah. on the television. But now anybody can start their own channel, literally. And, and it if it's successful. Exactly. And if it's good enough, and people want to hear it. You'll get the people to listen, and so, so I think locally, that was the shift.
2: Locally, though, is Glassbox has been around over ten years. Right? They've been around yeah. for a while. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, did you ever go there?
1: No, I I never I never went to like when
2: you were so when you graduated high school, like were you already like writing poetry? And <clears throat> it took me a little while, you know. And in, in college,
0: I I was kind of on that path of I was trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I kind of, in the sense that I didn't not that I didn't want to do anything. I wanted to do everything.
3: Mm, same. So what I want to say, Paralysis music,
0: by analysis. Biology, yeah. psychology. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so oh, it's all so much. And I, I kind of, I mean, I, I felt like I always wanted to teach, but you know, I got into literature and, and the mm-hmm. whole analytical, analytical aspect of of that, you know. And um, through that, it just it's through who I I met along the way, you know, artists, poets, writers, dancers, and it, it just opened a whole new world to me that, you know, sometimes I wonder, like, if I had not met those people, would I what would I be doing today? And so mm-hmm. a lot of it's just kind of. Perceiving. Being so I wonder like what's
2: it. the difference between me and you guys. You guys didn't feel like you had to leave. You you saw the opportunity here, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and I think I think we kind of caught the when the internet already blew up when YouTube and Facebook and this, it was already a thing yeah. that wasn't around when you were when you left, right? I mean, that well, was, I mean, we, I
2: mean, Jesus Christ, i wasn't. I'm not that but, old, but, but 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 it wasn't it wasn't internet. but it <laughs> wasn't what
1: it wasn't what it is now. There, you no. couldn't create a YouTube channel and no, no. Get, you, that wasn't around. So no, was, and I. I feel like those are the building blocks of what allow people to say, well, I can make this thing happen here yeah. without having to move to New York City and find some opportunity, you know?
0: I mentioned earlier, I, I think um, DIY culture has expanded a lot too. You know, um, tools, technology, a little bit more accessible as well. You know, mm-hmm. I think a little bit more mm-hmm. mainstream. And Absolutely. again, the, the ways to put it out there. Yeah, the
1: platforms are there.
2: Yeah. I mean, we did, uh, I did two music videos just off my iPhone. Nice. You know, and it's, I mean, it's not the greatest music video, but that's just, you can do it. Oh, you're a yeah, 15-year-old totally. kid or a 30-year-old, like, just get your shit out there. Yeah. Consistently, not mm-hmm. just one video. I think a lot of people are still kind of have that mindset where I just need that one viral video and mm-hmm. everything will change. Mm-hmm. And, you know, or, or a lot of the times I would ask artists in, in San Diego and say, like, All right, so, you know, what's, what's your credit score like? Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> and they're like well i'm Blank. not gonna <laughs> well i don't make enough money to get a good crowd score and then what's well, like well you don't really you can make an impact on it without mm-hmm. making money and then also um they're like but when i make when my vi- i am doing a music video and that's going to blow up and get 20 million hits that's when you know everything's going to be fun and then they do the music video and it's an awesome music video but then 300 people see it which is a lot of people. If you really think about it, I mean, compared to others, it's not. But you've got to build on that, Now you got to do another one yeah. and another one, and consistency is kind of yeah.
0: draws viewers mm-hmm. in that regard. And
2: that's that's a hard thing with bits and pieces. Is yeah. just, I mean, after this, we I got to go. Really go. Damn. I'm sorry. I just started thinking of my day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, just putting out bits and pieces. Yeah, that's. A really dedicated, you know, sort of every week. We got to get it out, you know.
0: That's great. And again, uh, for you guys listening, if you haven't already, follow them, you know, check them out on YouTube. And then, of course, they're also on social media. Mm-hmm. Church is on Facebook, Instagram, Instagram Twitter. And it's well. spelled
2: T H C H R C H. There's no vowels.
0: Which is totally in, you know, has been, right? That right. kind of style. With like There's also no
2: vowels. Either. No vowels, yeah. yeah. That's what I meant. Like the yeah. no vowels, yeah. 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 Um, and we're at, 3900 Rosa, right next to Lincoln Park. We're there uh 2 p.m. till about 10 p.m. It's getting a little colder. Um, you can just go hang out. Show us the out. work you do. Walk in. And yep. we'll chat. Maybe we can help you. Maybe you can help us.
0: Uh, Shoot them a message. We mm-hmm. have Frank Luna, Gabe Fernandez. Do you guys have any uh, last uh, things you want to say? Bits of advice? No. Or? Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for we having, having us. An man. Amazing podcast. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Um, so keep it going, thanks man. Thanks for listening. Yeah, people
2: need to. Uh, Maybe we can talk afterwards. Maybe we can somehow yeah. partner on something. Yeah, can. Okay.
0: Definitely. But, it yeah, said. it's there. You.
2: I learned a lot in the last two. The first two episodes. I'm gonna keep listening. But, <sighs> yeah. Um, I learned a lot of stuff awesome. too. Cool.
0: So. And keep doing. We'll, well I'll keep doing it. You know. Definitely. Appreciate Build it. together. Appreciate you guys. All right, it's for the Be One's podcast. Peace. Later. Later.